Caroline Dowd Higgins. I'm a speaker, a career and executive coach, and today I welcome Stephanie Sponsel to the show. Stephanie will talk about how her son's diagnosis with autism helped her communicate more clearly at work. Stephanie, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I'm, I'm so excited to talk about this, and obviously it's a topic dear to my heart. Absolutely. I'm excited to talk about it too, because I'd love for you to start from the beginning and tell us the story about your son. And I know we're going to dive into a juicy conversation about how things are going now and how it has impacted you in your workspace. But I think it's helpful for our global listening audience to really understand how the diagnosis happened and what it's like. Yeah. So, um, it's, I have four children and so my youngest is actually uh, five months old. So while I had been on maternity leave, my uh, two-year-old Landon, uh, with the one with the diagnosis, we had noticed a few things were off. Um, he just wasn't tracking like his four-year-old brother had been at that time, but every kid is different. Literally every kid is so different. Uh, so we weren't too worried about it, but it was kind of when he had reverted, uh, speaking, he, he wasn't saying mama, dada, doggy, any of that stuff anymore. And I got a little concerned about, you know, what's going on. Do we just need to do speech therapy? You know, where are we at? Autism hadn't even really crossed my mind at that point, just cause I didn't know anything about it. Um, but the good old Google world, I started Googling uh, some side effects and something like that and then had to reach out to her pediatrician and she said, you know what, Let, let's just send you um, to doctor and we, we can get the diagnosis. We can see what's going on. So actually it was while I was on maternity leave, my son Landon was diagnosed with autism spectrum disorder on August 1st. Um, and maybe contrary to to what other people believe, we were actually glad that we had a diagnosis because that meant a path forward. We knew what to do. We, or not what to do, you know, you're still trying to figure out what to do, but maybe how to start moving forward. And then all this information started rolling in. What does that mean? It helped explain, you know, maybe why the tantrums were happening. Um, my family, it was, you know, it's not personal. He's not running away from you because he doesn't like you. You're not in his world per se. So it was really um, eye-opening as well as I have a 12-year-old daughter. So trying to explain to her what autism is when we necessarily didn't even know what it was has been a challenge as well. I, I'm really grateful that you said you you welcomed the diagnosis, right? Because it just gave you clarity and a better understanding as a family with how to support your son. And it probably opened you up to resources that you didn't even know were available before the diagnosis. Yeah, you could tell uh, when the doctor was about to give the diagnosis, she was really, I don't want to say hesitant, but almost nervous um, to tell my husband and I, and we, we were like, it's okay. You know, whatever you have to say is okay. It doesn't, you know, make them any less or anything, anything different. We just need to know how to move forward. And so uh, we were all, I think, relieved because like you'd even mentioned, we were able then to get all these resources you know, he would then would qualify for additional benefits as far as like ABA therapy. He was already doing first steps, which is amazing through Indiana. I don't know if anybody has ever gone through that. First steps has really helped him on top of the ABA therapy. So we welcomed the diagnosis because that gave us an additional step forward uh, to where Landon is going to be, you know, it's not going to change him or uh, make him different, but it helps him in his own world. Awesome. 
And you know why I was so compelled to have you on the show is you're talking about how this has impacted your professional relationships and you are an operations expert and you're the current operations director for NetLogics. And clearly this has impacted your communication style, right? And how you interact with other colleagues. So talk to me a little bit about that. How does your communication style vary or differ from your colleagues? And how has Landon's diagnosis impacted how you think about communication? Right. So as a parent, you know, you you learn that children either need space to think or they have an intense need to talk immediately. Um, and I think the same thing happens with adults. You know, me personally, I'm a very decisive, quick statement, quick thinker, you know, here's the action item, go do it. Um, and I, I'm with that and professionally and at home. And when we learned of Landon's diagnosis, that's one of the big no-nos. You know, everything has to be planned out. You have to be very strategic. Here's what we're doing. Here's when it's going to be done. If you make any changes, here's why. And so in the workplace, I kind of just, I was on maternity leave. So I kind of sat down, you know, and thought to myself, oh, wow, I'm probably causing, you know, frustration with my own colleagues because my, my own son, you know, can't have this. And here I am a quick thinker and saying, do this and do that. And then a lot of the frustrations that maybe have come up or why things haven't gotten on the deadline or hit their deadline, those sort of things were maybe because of my own communication style. I wasn't saying, send me, you know, the, the Google doc at this time with this, and it needs done by this exact date and this exact time. I I think I was making a lot of assumptions, um, in the workplace. It it sounds to me like you have a a heightened awareness and and perhaps really tapped into stronger empathy, right? So your emotional intelligence expanded. Tell me about that. Yeah. So uh, my empathy definitely, because you're thinking, wow, like that my son is, is going to be in the workplace someday, right? No matter what it is, he's going to be in the workplace. So I don't want someone not understanding his communication style and not being able to work with him to make both both of them successful, right? It's a it's a team effort. If they're successful, I'm success, successful. And so I really looked again at that empathy of what am I doing that I need to change with my team? And so at NetLogix, we do, um, they're like personality tests, I guess per se. So they're through Taylor protocols. It's called a CVI. And every team member takes that CVI. And we see, are you a builder, merchant, innovator, or banker? And what we do with that is we typically say, okay, here's why this person reacts the way they act. And here's the people on your team. Now, this isn't anything new to NetLogix. Or I've been at NetLogix for almost eight years. So we've been doing this for a while. But I guess I never internally took it in and said, okay, well, that that's happening. That's a real thing. You know, you're... you're um, a merchant builder. So you're a quick thinker, but I have people on my team who need to analyze the data, who need to ask further questions, you know, who, who need to dig deeper into maybe what I would have thought was a rabbit hole. That's how they're thinking. You know, they, they need to process it. They need to figure out where the data is coming from, how it's coming from. So my empathy and heightened awareness has definitely come from my own son's diagnosis. And do you feel like it has helped you be more impactful as a leader in the workplace and perhaps better communication with colleagues? Have you seen a change? Yeah. I mean, every change takes time, right? So 
I'm constantly having to remind myself, did you give a deadline? You know, does that make sense? Go see if they need additional questions. And just because I think I communicated something clearly or how I said it is not how it's come across. So I've gotten better at saying, so did you understand what I said? What are the action items now? Um, Does that work for you? you know, uh, those sort of things, because again, I was such quick, quick, quick. So, I mean, change takes time. I'm trying to change my own way, you know, uh, as well as my team. And I probably threw them for a loop, you know, because all of a sudden I come back and (laughs) I'm trying to do a a different way of leadership that, that will work better for them and the whole team. Stephanie, we'll be right back after a quick break. Your working life is powered by your stories. We want to hear more from our listeners about your experiences in the workplace. Tell us what challenges you've overcome or tips you've learned along the way. And even better, if you don't have the answers, let us know what issues you want to know more about. We want this podcast to serve all of your working life needs. Send me an email at caroline at carolinedoubthiggins.com. You know, I was so pleased to hear you talk about some of the different personality assessments that you have been exposed to. Uh, you talked about Myers-Briggs and Hogan personality inventory and part of the Taylor Protocol's core values. And, you know, as a leader and as a as a coach, it's so important for us to not only learn about ourselves, but about our colleagues, right? Because there is no one size fits all. How has this impacted you at home with your kids? Yeah. So my 12-year-old daughter uh, is in that preteen stage, right? So she asks lots of questions, but tends to already know the answer. Um, Well, the answer she she thinks she knows. And so with her, it's been a lot of, uh, this is why this is the answer. It's been a lot of long communication and she also has ADHD. So we often have to do a lot of task listing with her, slow down, take breaks. So I've definitely even had some more empathy towards how she's, you know, acting and all the things she's going with. But then I have the complete opposite with my, my four-year-old who, um, he's, he's like preteen himself. You know, he, he can't stop talking. He can't stop asking questions. Then you, you answer the question and he has another question or anything you say he remembers, you know? So he's probably more, more in line with how I'm thinking, but I'm trying to slow him down, you know? Uh, so kind of seeing myself and him, Hey, slow down now, you know, let, let's get this, let's get this sorted out. Or we didn't understand what you were saying. What do you mean by that? And so he's also definitely an irritant uh, to Landon, my son, because I mean, they're two and four, right? And they're brothers. So you have your own toddler instances. So trying to get him to understand the signs of when Landon's done or doesn't want touched or, you know, doesn't want you screaming and laughing and jumping all over the couch sort of aspect has been kind of a whole change with our environment. And then, uh, I would say my husband too, he, he's a go-getter. He wants to socialize, talk to everybody, go to all these events, have parties, have friends over. And that's been a real game changer. Um, because if you know anything about autistic kids that can kind of set them, set them over the edge, you know, too much is going on overstimulated, similar to even with an infant, they can get overstimulated, stimulated, you know, you just need to set the environment. So we've kind of had to backstep that and realize that, you know, 
Landon's happier at, at home, even if that means you need to get a sitter or a grandparent to stay at home with them. He'd rather be at home than go to that that friend party. So it's kind of been a mindset with my professional instance, as well as my personal, you know, just changing everything at once because it all fits in together, right? There's no work-life balance. So I'm, I'm trying to figure it all out together. <laughs> it, it sounds like you've had to learn how to be patient as well, right? Because your tempo is naturally fast, right? And you're a decision maker and you act certainly pre-kids, right? So has this given you an ability to kind of exhale and slow down and I'm using the word enjoy, but really just take your time. Yeah, definitely. I Even with myself, um, as far as, you know, I talk about my team and what they need and what my family needs, but even myself, you know, s- slow down on that, that task list or, you know, reread that email one more time, you know, make sure there's no uh, mistakes, make sure you're good to go for, you know, this presentation. Is there other, you know, research you could do? So even slowing down my own mindset has been a change for me, you know, trying to change what you've built and how you've done things. It may not be wrong what I've done, but just trying to slow down and be more patient is definitely that patience empathy has definitely been something that has just changed in me and my family. You know what I think of, uh, how there are some really wonderful companies that are welcoming, uh, adults, right. Uh, adult professionals who have a variety of, um, whether it's a uh, spectrum disorder or any other, uh, just reality that they're dealing with, right. How to be more inclusive in the workplace. Do you see maybe through NetLogics or just other organizations um, that you're interacting with that there's a way to welcome that? Because the reality is we need to honor these folks, right? They they're they're important parts of the workforce and their situations are unique. So how do we welcome them in? Right. So um I, it's, I think it's a tricky situation, right? Because even though we take those the personality test within the workforce, uh, we can't always go in a, at least a consulting word. We, we can't go to our clients and be like, take this test. <laughs> so I know I know how to you know handle you. So it's, it's a really uh, been a touch and go. We know how we work with our team, right? So we, we know maybe to look at signs and those sort of things. But then it's also touch and go because not everybody – wants to know everyone to know that maybe they have um, ADHD or autism or some sort of disorder. And so I look at it as, you know, one day my son will even be starting kindergarten. So how do I make it so, hey, I'm different, but that doesn't mean I'm any less sort of thing. So this is how I, I communicate and work with me sort of thing. So I do think at NetLogix, we work really hard to see other people's communication skills. And, you know, if they're getting overwhelmed or we're moving this around and moving that around, we are working to see what's going on or kind of what what's the background that's happening. Uh, even when we do, we have like billability reports, uh, you know, how billable somebody, well, is it because, you know, they, they were struggling on this because we've got so much going on. So we do look, you know, at everything that's happening. And I think as a workforce, I think Indiana, especially as a whole, is getting better at that for sure. So what's your advice to business leaders or companies so they can learn more about their colleagues' communication preferences? Because you're right, these these assessments are you know self-selected, right? We can't force people to take them. And we also don't want to profile people, right? So there's an ethics issue, right? Uh, but I think there are welcoming ways of getting to the bottom of 
communication styles and preferences. So what's your advice to leaders listening to say, well, how can I be more welcoming and inclusive? Yeah. So I do think that, um, you know, the, the Taylor protocols or whatever, you know, a company decides to use is very beneficial just in the aspect of not profiling, but seeing how people tick, you know, what, what makes up people, what, what motivates them. Um, that that's been really beneficial. You know, not everyone's motivated by money. Not everyone's motivated by a title. Maybe it's more group work. And so at uh, NetLogics, what we found really beneficial is to almost do like team building, but based on your communication style, your personality style. That way it's kind of, it's like a laughing, like we have really competitive people. And then we have, you know, you're very intellectual trying to figure out the data and we're like, just give us the answer, you know? So it turns into a pretty fun game during team building meetings. So I would just say be open, empathetic. Not everybody's not trying to do things, you know, uh, because they don't want to or can't. And maybe it's just because they're trying to understand or dig deeper. And especially with the different generations, once you add the different generation aspect and, you know, it adds a whole nother milestone on top of it. You really have become a champion, not only for those in the workplace trying to navigate this, but for other families who are perhaps struggling or just coming to terms with a, with a diagnosis in, in their family. So what's the advice that you have to others? Because you, you seem to be handling this incredibly well and positively. It's, uh, there's a lot of things thrown at you. So a lot of data, here's what's right. Here's what's wrong. Here's what you should do. Here's what you shouldn't do. But I mean, it's, it's with anything, even a normal child, there's no, no manual. You can read every single book you want to read. Right. But those might not all work. Every kid is different. You know, one of my kids slept, one of them didn't, you know, so it's just really learning what works for you and you know, your child, you know, your team. So trying to figure that out and have that communication style and working with your other team leaders and remembering it's not just about you. It's those around you and trying to figure that out. But yeah, I mean, we've tried to be completely, you know, positive on this. There's, there's no way forward unless you're you're positive and willing to see what the future can withhold. Well, and I'm so grateful for what you said that Landon isn't less, he's just different. And that's really just a, a beautiful celebration of who he is. So I thank you for that. Wow, Stephanie, I learned so much from you today. Thank you. Thank you. And I'm delighted that we got to learn about your journey with Landon's autism and also how it has positively impacted your work life and your personal life. So thank you for spending time with me today. No, thank you for giving me the opportunity to talk about it. It's definitely dear to my heart. So thank you so much. You're so welcome. And hey, to all the listeners out there, if you like the show, subscribe on iTunes or SoundCloud. And even better, leave a review because that helps people find us online. And let me know what career-minded issues you want me to feature on a future show. You can find me on Twitter at Higgins. And a special thanks to my podcast colleagues, Laura Deck, Executive Director of Publicity and Communications, and Claire McInerney, Executive Producer. Thank you for making this show awesome for our global audience. I'm Caroline Dowd-Higgins. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.